Respiratory Section 313 of 21, Aspiration Pneumonitis and Ventilator-Associated Pneumonia. Aspiration pneumonitis, or aspiration, most commonly occur during anesthetic induction and intubation or within five minutes of extubation. It causes three potential problems. Gastric contents enter the airway, causes risk of airway obstruction. Number two, gastric contents cause a chemical burn to the airway and lung parenchyma, which can cause risk of bronchospasm and impaired gas exchange. Number three, infectious material enters the airway, causing bacterial infection, although not all aspiration leads to infection. Mendelssohn syndrome is a chemical aspiration pneumonitis that was first described in OB patients receiving inhalation anesthesia. Risk factors include gastric pH less than 2.5 or gastric volume greater than 25 or 0.4 mL per kg. Risk factors include trauma, emergency surgery, pregnancy, GI obstruction, GERD, peptic ulcer, hiatal hernia, ascites, difficult airway management, cricoid pressure, impaired airway reflexes, head injury, seizures, neuromuscular blockade. So just put in mind, um, the people that are high risk for aspiration are anything that has problem with the stomach. Yeah, besides the GERD, yeah, besides the GERD, anything that have problem with the stomach, including hiatal hernia, anything problem with the stomach, or anything na dili intact ang neuro, like head injury, seizures. So yeah, any trauma, anything that there's a problem with the stomach, and then head injury, seizures, I should just RSI them. Yeah, they are at risk for aspiration. Pharmacologic prophylaxis such as antacids, which is sodium citrate, sodium bicarbonate, magnesium tricyclate. Another one is H2 antagonist. Example, ranitidin, cimetidin, famotidin, GI stimulants, metoclopramide, proton pump inhibitor, omeprazole, lansoprazole, pantoprazole, antiemetic, droperidol, odanzatron. Routine use of these agents as prophylactic for patient not at risk for aspiration is not recommended. Anticholinergics to reduce the risk of aspiration is not recommended at all. Again, anticholinergics such as atropine glycopyrrolate to reduce the risk of aspiration is not recommended. Okay, diagnosis. Many patients who experience aspiration remain asymptomatic. In those that show signs, it's hypoxemia is the hallmark sign. Additional findings include dyspnea, tachypnea, cyanosis, tachycardia, and hypertension. If the aspiration event is unnoticed, ABG and chest x-ray may aid in diagnosis when the most common finding includes pulmonary edema and infiltrates in the perihelar and dependent lung regions. What is the treatment? Tilt the head downward or to the side is the first action. Anything that you're suspecting aspiration, put the head on the side right away. Upper airway suction to remove particulate matter. Lower airway suction is only useful for removing particulate matter and it does not help the chemical burn for gastric acid. Secure the airway to support oxygenation. Put PEEP to reduce shunt. Bronchodilators to reduce wheezing. IV lidocaine to reduce neutrophil response. Steroids probably do not help. Again, steroids probably do not help. Antibiotics are only indicated if the patient delivers or develops a fever or increased WBC count greater than 48 hours. Outcomes. 60% remain asymptomatic, 20% remain supportive care, 15% requires ventilation greater than 6 hours, and 5% they die. Patients who aspirate must be observed in the PACU. 
A patient can be safely discharged to home if he does not experience any of the following within two hours of the aspiration event. No new cuff or wheezing or new cuff or wheezing, radiographic evidence of pulmonary injury, SpO2 decrease to greater than or equal to 10% preoperative values on room air, alveolar arterial gradient greater than 300 mmHg. Ventilator-associated pneumonia. The presence of an endotracheal tube bypasses the host defense mechanism, including cough and mucociliary clearance. The endotracheal tube also allows organism direct passage between the mouth and the bronchopulmonary tree. Microaspiration allows contamination to slide between the ET cuff and the trachea. Taken together, these factors increase the risk of ventilator-associated pneumonia. Diagnosis. The presence of leukocytosis, high white blood cell count, or fever should raise suspicion of ventilator-associated pneumonia. Other early signs of ventilator-associated pneumonia include increased secretion in the ET tube and increased oxygen requirements. A chest x-ray alone is non-specific for VAP or for ventilator-associated pneumonia, as ARDS, atelectasis, or lung contusion could present a similar clinical picture when coupled with other signs of ventilator-associated pneumonia. However, a chest x-ray is a powerful diagnostic tool. Prevention The best method to prevent ventilator-associated pneumonia is to avoid intubation altogether. If intubation is unavoidable, the next best preventive measure is to minimize the duration of mechanical ventilation. Additional methods to reduce the incidence of VAP include hand washing, head of bed greater than 30 degrees, daily spontaneous breathing trials, limit sedation, oropharyngeal decontamination, subglottic suctioning. GI bleed prophylaxis with gastric acid suppression therapy has the untoward side effect of bacterial overgrowth in the stomach. This increases the risk of ventilator-associated pneumonia. So any of the PPI or any of the things that can treat the GI bleed is actually going to cause a basic pH which promotes a bacterial growth in there once you aspirate causes pneumonia. Mm -hmm. So if the patient is at high risk for, of GI bleed, the sucralfate, carafate may be a more su suitable alternative. So what is the treatment? Treatment with broad-spectrum antibiotic that target organism common to the ICU should begin as soon as clinical signs develop. Early intervention is the key. The most common culprits are Staphylococcus aureus and Pseudomonas aeruginosa. One, once an organism is isolated, antibiotic therapy is then targeted to to that particular organism if, if it's not already covered by initial broad-spectrum antibiotic.